Guys, this is our 51st episode that we've done. Uh, and if you're it, counting it as an episode, yeah, uh, instead of just me making gargamesh gibberish with my mouth, blah, blah, blah. gibberish, but, uh, gibberish. Every, it, I know it's he like gourmet. He, he likes to use the word gargamesh to describe Random. gibberish, yeah. even though that's not what that means. At all. Uh, by the way, gargamesh, uh, oh no, Gilgamesh is the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, uh, gargamesh uh, that is gourmet gibberish. You're welcome. <laughs> Served and curated oh, by our chefs of insane excuse people. Excuse me, I was I was ignorant. So guys, listen, uh, we we're talking about iron and wine, uh, and I'm not sure if you listened to our main episode. Uh, that was the most contentious ranking for number one out of any episode that we've ever done. So we what? hit records. I don't think out of any. I mean, there was just drama in the air. You could feel it. It was like there tension. Was drama and in lit. the air. There was a lot of. Um, we all had very strong emotions. Yeah. But we've had some fucking contentious rankings. Before. Bacon in the air. Right. So the biggest thing. Excuse. <laughs> Uh, so, listen, we talked about Iron and Wine. It's fine. We We're happy. It's happy Iron Mini. That's what we do. Uh, and listen, uh, so we ranked Iron and Wine, and now we are going to go down and do something incredible and wonderful and delightful, which is the thing that we do at the start of every Happy Iron Mini. So, guys, let's ask it. Let's put it out there. What is the worst Iron and Wine song? Didn't we already answer this? <laughs> we, yeah, I think we all said Radio War. Radio yeah. War? And Radio War. I mean, I think it's just, I mean, it's there's like one guitar strum per measure, and it's like, I it's, it's, so it's, it's bad. It's pretty yeah, so bad. And there's, like, there's other ones that I could kind of take or leave, but not... Right, that's the thing, right. is that he doesn't, like, usually when we do this, what's the worst song by X artist... It's pretty obvious. There's one that's like obnoxious. Glaring. And that's yeah. like, that's why I pick Radio Wars because I I think that that specific guitar strum, mm-hmm. is, it's just like jarring. Yeah. But, but if, there aren't any other songs, like almost in his entire discography, including all of the B-sides and rarities and shit th- that are like offensive. Uh, but then you start getting into the Ben Bridwell uh, singing to my mouth. Okay, covers. so that's the thing is that <laughs> I, I, you haven't listened to it. I've listened to some songs. Okay, you listened to a couple songs. Calm down. But I did actually finally listen to the whole thing. Earlier in the week, I listened to the first, like, four songs and noped. (laughs) You noped Um, so hard. I noped. And then I was like, you know what? Especially after how much the Jessica Hoop collab grew on me this week. I I mean, I always liked a couple songs from it. Mm -hmm. But this week, I was like, damn, it is solid. It is solid. If you haven't fully checked it out, I do recommend it. Um, but there are a couple songs on Sing Into My Mouth that I think they really accomplished something, if not incredible, it's at least fun. Yeah. There's, I, I really like, there's a track on there called Magnolia, mm-hmm. which has been covered by a ton of people. It's Grateful, like a... Grateful Dead's Magnolia? Or is it another one? No, I think it's a different one. Right. The, the... We, we, we're the like we don't J.J. Kale J.J. J.J. Kale, yes. Kale! Yes. yes. No, J.J. Kale. I, I don't know. Was correct. They think... He's a close cousin of Gargamesh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, J.J. Kale. Anyway, um, yeah, so it's like a, a classic, a 
country standard in a way, or blues standard, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Those are very different things. Song it's was fine. Cocaine. We I'm know happy. Um, cocaine. So cocaine. no, but he uses reverb well. I think on that song, in mm-hmm. it was a, a problem when it was used on Ghost on Ghost for the most part. But it's <laughs> like because it's Ghost. because it's a covers album and it's it's already pretty. It doesn't feel very coherent. Yeah. You know, it's just all over the place. It's whatever they wanted to do. It's a passion project. Yeah. Like, Sam sounds great. And, yeah, it's just, it's beautiful. And then, yeah, there's a couple. The I'd say the back half was actually much more enjoyable than, like, like the three weakest songs are track two, three, and four, in my yeah. estimation. So, yeah. skip but past that. And there's, there's Get some gold through there. the nope. Yeah, get through the <laughs> exactly. nope. But you two also wanted to talk about uh, In the Rains, the Calexico EP. Yes! I With mean, fucking that's horns. like, it's not, it's not Woman King. Yeah. Uh, there are some people who disagree with us on that, though. Yes. There are some wrong. people, and there are, there are some people who, like, would say that it's Iron and Wine's best work. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does, it really takes him outside of his comfort zone, mm-hmm. and it helped him grow a lot as uh, an orchestrator mm-hmm. after that point. Ooh, I like that, yeah. Um... There's, he came up with arrangements with different, like, just realizing yeah. that there's more textures available to him for his sound. Right, exactly. Yeah. And um, uh, Red Dust is one of my favorite tracks on there. And it's actually it's interesting because right that's, I think, the only one where the Calexico singer takes lead. Um, but it doesn't matter because it's mostly, like, an extended jam. Yeah. And then, oh, History of, Lo- of Lovers, of course. Yeah. That's, I mean, that might be the only time on his discography where he uses a full-blown, like, horn section hook. Right. That, like, But that's the one, like, where, like, the horn section just kind of goes a little bit crazy at the end, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for, like, two minutes, like, excessively. Like, right? I think so. I don't remember that. Researchers get back to us on our Facebook. Um, And then the, the... I mean, it's it's solid in general, but my other favorite is definitely Dead Man's Will. It, I mean, and that that could be on Endless Numbered Days mm-hmm. or even Great Strength the Cradle. Like, yeah. it's yeah. Um, tons of vocal layers. It sounds like almost like 40 people. Almost like Tony like, Barish. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. It's yeah. it's just like... And it's, again, it's some of his most coherent lyrics. It is <laughs> exactly what it says it is. It's... Uh, and spirit from the grave gifting things to his loved ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just beautiful. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, I also feel like in terms of... Because Sam Bean, he keeps to himself pretty much. Like, he doesn't... He's not really a big public figure type person. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not a lot of, like, yeah. crazy backstories or crazy stories to tell. You know, he, he has his wife. He has five daughters, which is a lot. You know, that's, you know <laughs> that penis is working fine. But uh, wow. the, the Sam Bean penis, the Bemis. But, uh... No! <laughs> Why? But I would like to point out, and the thing is that when we were talking about it initially, I completely, for whatever reason, forgot that Karita was Shut there. Shut up, stop. No, no, no. So, but when I thought Karita I'm was so there. I'm so mad. Penis. <laughs> Do you think his pubes are as long as his beard? So, the biggest thing, though, because uh, Karita, Taryn, and I actually saw him live when he opened in Chicago for a fucking... Damien uh, Rice. Damien Rice. Rice. Right. I actually missed his set. Oh, oh right. that's you missed right. Damien... But oh. I've seen him. I I missed I... I missed Sam Beam that day. But I've seen him live two other times. Well, and see, it... that's significant because the time that we saw him yeah. live was kind of weird. <laughs> it was. It was very odd. It yeah. was. It was very odd, and it was. I. It was summer of 2015. I met his parents so... for the first time at that concert, so there was that. There was that whole Fun thing facts. too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, 
it was very odd because he had like an hour or so, I think. And he was the opener, which and was, was kind which of was surprising. Which in the beginning. Right, because yeah. yeah. like, I know Damien Rice is an entity, but like I thought like Iron and Wine was like a bigger deal. But you know, whatever, cool, great. You know, we see two great artists so, in one night. Right. Yes, I also thought that was weird. But yeah. um, especially because Damien Rice hadn't put out music in like 10 years or something. Oh, no, no, I mean, he had that album that came out like five, four or five years yeah. after his but debut. But then he put on a fucking amazing show. So That's true. Damien Rice did put on a better show because I, I'm pretty sure Sam Beam was maybe a little drunk. Um, and he was like asked and, there like last minute from what he described. Like, yeah, no, he just asked me, Damien just asked me to be here. It's like, oh, oh okay. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> but I knew he was on the bill like months in advance. You're right, yeah. yeah exactly. Anyway, so the first half of that set was requests from the audience. He was just like, what do you guys want me to play? So it was a lot of like B-sides. <laughs> I'm so glad I missed this. A I lot of like Creek Drink the Cradle. It hurt a bit. It did yeah. hurt. Because yeah. um, you love because, Sam Beam. He's so, stoic. Then he's he's so smart. He's a really great show. And then he, yeah. he like mumbled at one point like, well, I guess you guys don't really like my new stuff, so I'm going to play some older stuff now. And it was like, oh. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. Did, did he try to do some improvisational thing about Chicago and pizza and something like that at uh, one point I too? I blocked that out. I know. Like he was just yeah, like, no, was, just like, it was so weird. Talking about this it was yes, so we weird. Can. We can yeah. move on. I'm sorry, you guys had to live through that. Yeah. <laughs> you you saw him once before we saw him together in Milwaukee, right? Yes. Now, which tours were this? Yeah. So, what tour was that, dude? Or what yearish? Details. I don't know. What was that Shepherd's Dog? Him? Yeah. <sighs> I honestly don't remember. I mean, no, I think we uh, we I saw like him it was post college for you, right? But yeah. you're still in Milwaukee. Yes, that sounds. I'm learning great. a lot about the O'Reillys today. Um, it would have been like 2010. History. Was he touring in 2010? Maybe. <laughs> like I just, that's what it seems like. Yeah. yeah, like before Kiss Each Other Clean came out. But after, yeah. that seems right. But after Around the Well, so he clearly had some stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's so. What it was. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a great show. Yeah. He had, um, I think he had, full like, band. not a full, full band, but he had, like, a like a bassist, mm-hmm. a bassist slash keyboardist, a drummer, and a female backing vocalist. Yeah, and he just was so sweet. So like sweet. That, like, yeah. Southern gentleman drawl and just, like, that very... charm. Very, and yes, charming and, like... I don't remember the set list, but I remember that he... I think he basically played like all of my favorites right like, yeah it was just it was a really nice show mm-hmm. um, very intimate i remember yeah. even though we were up in the balcony like right. we still yeah, felt pretty not, close to him it's, it's the biggest uh mm-hmm. biggest venue in milwaukee but it was, well not the arenas but well right yeah yeah i don't count those anyway it's not a venue yeah. Wow, the hipster shade we're getting here right now. This is incredible. Uh, Milwaukee, yeah. the birthplace of hipsters. <laughs> and then, pretty, pretty much. When do you think you saw him before that? Um, I don't. I don't know. Now I'm doubting it. Maybe I did only see him that one time with you. I don't. Honestly, we have bad memories. It's fine. Exactly. Um, but I yeah, it was definitely after. Like, well after both of us had fallen deeply in love. Right, so. yeah. yeah. No, because that was definitely the first time I'd, like, heard him really speak, was when I saw him with you. Okay. So, yeah. But then also, like, to that end, though, I think that was just kind of the thing that was just, he's a fine touring artist there, and that was the weird thing about seeing him live when he made that comment about how, you know, like, you guys don't like my new stuff. Legitimately, like, after Kiss, uh, you know, uh, Kiss Each Other Clean went to number two on the U.S. charts... His releases after them didn't do nearly as well, including that Jessica Hoop album uh, that actually wound up debuting at number 174 on the Billboard charts. Like, it was 
not well received. And I think it's one of the things where, like, he... Which is so funny, because it was critically loved for the most part. Yeah. Like, it would be interesting to, dig, you know, dig into that when we were talking about the Twilight connection, mm-hmm. and did, like... Did, did Ghost on Ghost... And then a bunch of people who fell in love with Flightless Weird American Mouse because it was in Twilight listened to Kiss Each Other Clean and were like, what is this? Who's this guy? Right, like, did they... <laughs> right, because the Twilight soundtrack. <laughs> Flightless Weird American Mouth is, in the grand scheme of themes, pretty unassuming. Yeah. Like... Yeah. Right, and then... And then you came out with Kiss Each Other Clean, which, like, packs which, a punch. Right, well, and if you've yeah. heard Shepherd's Dog, that is the next logical step. Right, But yeah. absolutely, anyone who made it through Kiss Each Other Clean from that crowd, mm-hmm. I'm sure Never by the time Ghost and Ghost came out, yeah. we were like, okay, and we're... Yeah, and for the record, of the, the Twilight movies, you can throw Academy Award-nominated directors like Bill Condon at the Twilight movies, they still suck ass, but let me tell you, the soundtracks... The material. The soundtracks each time have been fantastic. New songs from like Tom, Tom York and Vincent. Yeah, like like, like Wonder Beck, uh, like crazy, like right, like the who's indie. who's of indie music. Right. Yeah, every, every time. single time. Yeah, Band and, of Horses. I know yeah. Death Cab for Cutie. Yeah. Like oh, they had a single off that. It sucked. Yeah, uh, it was but uh, the, there's something <laughs> in the Equinox. Yeah, the, the Equinox. Fuck that song. I hate that song. Uh. That was the decline of Death Cab right there. Oh. <laughs> Put it in a dumpster and rub it in grease. Let me just tell you. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> we went there. And, uh, well, he but went there. but he's also, been going a lot of places. So. <laughs> flightless bird. He's let me trying tell to keep you. up with our emotional like attachment. Right? right. He's like humor. <laughs> hey guys, punchline. Hey, hey listeners, here's some terrible jokes. Um, some of them land. Okay. Uh, also, but let's talk about uh, another great Iron and Wine contribution, as so many artists always do. Uh, fucking uh, Dark Was the Night, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. That, that was like a minute 20. <laughs> and I still got my Iron and Wine like, out of it. Uh, and then there's two Justin Vernon and uh, Bony America collaborations on there. Yeah. Cool. No, I mean, that was... <laughs> there's a lot of great shit. On Dark Was the Night, <laughs> Iron and Wine's track is not one of the Guys, I'll send you something. I'll phone it in. It's fine. Right. I mean, it totally... I mean, as do many of the songs on the second disc of that, they just feel like things people had lying around. Yeah. You know? It, Arcade Fire, the national. I like the, the Arcade Fire track. It's fine. Yeah. The, the, uh, what was my least favorite on there? Uh, oh, El Capitan. By fucking My Morning Jacket. Oh, I hated yes. that shit. That was so bad. Anyway, also the back best, on topic. The best, the best ye- Yaysayer song of all time. Oh, yes. That one, though. That's true. Never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Guys, Dark Was the Night's great compilation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but not for Sam Beam's content. No, not, not right. exactly. Um, but while we're going through his random B-sides, we have to talk about Around the Well... Yes. Which, yes. which brought together a, a lot of songs that had been released previously, such as the Such Great Heights cover, yep. mm-hmm. such as, I mean, a, a studio version of uh, Love Vigilantes, mm-hmm. yes. which he had done. I still prefer the iTunes live session version of that, but mm-hmm. probably just because I heard it first. Mm-hmm. Um, the, oh, Trappy's Swinger. Yeah. Of course. One of his most iconic. Yeah. And I even mean, during so the show it, we saw, didn't people shout that out? Trappy's Swinger. Yeah, earlier we were talking about... Um, the Devil Never Sleeps, and mm-hmm. how it's, like, short, and you just want it to keep going. The Trappy Singer is not short. It's nine minutes. It's nine minutes, and I still want it to keep going <laughs> when I listen to it. I, I, I don't I, I don't think I'd go that far, oh, but I right. definitely, like, when by it the time it's ending, itself. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's about right. 
Like, it, it never gets long. Right. And it's, which is so funny because it's pretty repetitious, truth right. be told, but it, it just, it sets and it takes its you there. groove and it, yeah. and that's one of those songs where he throws a lot of imagery at you, but it still feels very coherent. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of like the next step in Dead Man's Will in that it's, it's a spirit like talking to right. someone that's still alive. He's like delivering everything that he's seeing in this pagan journey to heaven. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's just, and it's, it's gorgeous. He does a lot of, again, I think this is pretty early for him as far as like experimenting with, a bunch of different instruments. Speaking of slide whistle, there is a slide whistle song yeah. like line late in that song, but it works. Yeah, in that case that, it works. Yeah, instead of the fucking but like kind of the slide yeah. whistle polka that goes on during run red. Uh, whatever. I love that. I love yeah. that. Great, great for you. Great for um, you. And then yeah, there's. Uh, a couple other really great tracks on there. He does this cover of it's a song called Pang Thirty Three. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember who it's remember. by, yeah. but I love it. Yeah. He also covers "Waiting for Superman," which is mm. by Flaming Lips. Yeah. yeah, and I that's actually one of my favorite tracks of his. Oh, really? Is that cover? Okay. Yeah. That's kind of amazing. That's awesome. Um, Although recently, uh, we were just looking at his uh, his Spotify like most popular songs today, just kind of like to get a context. Yeah, apparently last year he put out a cover of Time, Time After, After Time, Time by Cindy Lauper, uh, and yeah. it's like yeah. pretty good. Yeah, I mean I'm it's like, very straightforward. It's, like it's, it's Sam Beam it's, covering, right? It's yeah. Iron and Wine covering this song. It's right, exactly yeah. what you'd expect that to be, but it's it's good. I totally yeah. enjoy it. And he also in twenty twelve apparently I just found out today. He released a limited edition single of two George Michael covers. Oh, I had no idea about that either. Yeah. Which ones? I don't remember. Because I remember, as long as it's better than fucking uh, whatever that one Adele covered. Fast Love? Yeah, Fast Love. By Adele. Fast Love, a sexy little slinky single that they decided to do. Let's do it as a funeral dirge. Great idea. I mean, it's Adele, right? Everything is sad and slow. Yeah, no, that was the one. That was bad. Anyway, what else from around the world? There's so much. It's it's really. Yeah. Oh, oh, my favorite track on there by far far. is a Shepherd's Dog B side. Uh huh. It's called uh, Sinning Hands, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely stunning. It's it's one of those cuts where you're like, why the hell wasn't play. this on the album? Like, I don't know. It, see, the thing is, looking at Shepherd's Dog, because it's such a continuous mix, yeah. there's nowhere I would, like, put it. Yeah. But it's it's absolutely beautiful. And then you also found out about Black Candle, that one. Oh, yeah. You found out about a lot of stuff you hadn't heard before. There are, like, four B-sides off of the Kiss Each Other Clean sessions that I did not know about. There's two on a deluxe edition and two from the Walking Far From Home uh, single. Mm -hmm. Both of the Walking Far From Home B-sides were, like, like... Solid, pretty production. Heavy. Um, yeah, very well. They're all all of these are very production heavy. But Black Candle, which is one of the bonus tracks on the deluxe edition, is phenomenal. I've only listened to it a couple times because of the B side, and I just discovered it this week. But I, yeah, I was kind of blown away and like mad at myself for not hearing it sooner. I was doing a lot of that this week. Be- just because, well, because he, he has is, so goddamn he's much always, material. He's yes. always been one of my favorites. And, but he releases it like one thing at a time. And I knew I had listened to his entire back catalog 
in 2009. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And now I haven't been keeping up with it, and I'm kind of kicking myself, because I just... I so consistently enjoy everything that he puts out. Mm. And, like, again, going back to that Jessica Hoop collab, it was like, why did I doubt you? Like, I know you put out things that maybe weren't my favorite recently, but, like, I should have at least, like, given it my full attention. I'm sorry, Sam! It's it's less I'm sorry, Sam, and more just, like, I could have been listening to these songs for two years already. Right? This is... He he didn't pick up a drink before you skipped out. So you guys don't like my new stuff, huh? Well, here, let's do some fucking songs for you. I hope you're a jukebox. I don't care. He didn't say that. Actually, he didn't. At any yeah. Point, but uh, yeah, no, still, it was in. A, it was a very weird show. Is all we're saying. Any other last thoughts, stories, it. ideas? I have. I have a funny story, not totally related to Sam. Sure, Green. great. But so, um, I like. It's I, called filling time. <laughs> well, <laughs> so I had listened to you guys usually just on my computer, mm-hmm. and um, I but I downloaded SoundCloud to listen to oh, some cool. of the episodes this week, um, because I don't ever sit still long enough. Right. I get it. I get it. Same. Yeah. Um, but anyway, long story short, I haven't had a chance to like, you know, mess with the notifications or anything, and so for the last two days, SoundCloud has been like, "Don't miss the Chartographer's new tracks." And this morning, I looked at it and I was like, "Bitch, I am the Chartographer's <laughs> new track." <laughs> promo bump at the end of another podcast with, like listen to the chartographers bitch i am the chartographer's new track um this is definitely going on our uh, season wrap up finale right now. yeah that was, that was pretty great um oh oh i also wanted to because we didn't actually mention it during the main. the main episode, can we talk about Monkeys Uptown for a second? <laughs> yes! Yes! yes. I wanted to, well, because we were like, okay, because each other clean, we've got our feelings out about that. Let's go back and talk about these other ones. But yes, right. I love Monkeys Uptown. Yeah, I mean, that was just one, again, one that where I had always liked it a lot, and then this week I was like, oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, no, this is exactly, this is right in his sweet spot. Mm-hmm. The way that, like, and just, again, the vocal harmonies and that, like, when the backing vocals come in with the, like mm-hmm. he uses he uses um he uses backing vocals amazingly on this album especially though. Yeah. and but, I yeah. well I'd say both Shepherd's Dog and Kiss Each Other Clean like the backing vocals are almost the main hooks yeah like the the his main vocal line is there to deliver the imagery and create the feeling but like. The backing vocals are what I'm always singing they're along like to. Secret, yes. They're, yeah, there's his secret his weapon. Secret absolutely. Weapon yeah, and even even the two songs before this, me and Lazarus and Tree by the River, like yeah, this is a really it's just it's a, I, such a solid album. I thoroughly enjoy me and Lazarus, like ever, like I don't know, it makes me so happy. Yes, no, I like that too. Yeah, ooh, ooh, here's song. a good question. Here's a good question. Favorite lyric. Oh wait, I have an answer for this, but uh, hold there's on. one, and I can't remember the song off the top of my head, but it's uh. I'm, I met a man who was missing fingers, shaking hands with shaded strangers. Oh. I can't remember what song that was off of, but I really liked that one. That was really good. So, you know, we were just talking about me and Lazarus, so that's all of the lyrics. <laughs> my, my favorite lyric is always, it's the last lyric in Pagan Angel and a Borrowed Car, and it's, and the Pagan Angel rose to say, my love is one made to break every bended knee. 
Oh, I yes. And <laughs> and, and that that lyric that lyric, that lyric I, my love is one made to break every bended knee. And then the knee is like there's three part harmony and it just like fades into the backing track. Like he clearly looped it because it just it just keeps going. Yeah. And it just and then there's this just stunning fully orchestrated there's so much going on outro like mm-hmm. yeah i i do also love i mean this is very like poetic and kind of frilly but i mentioned before that i love love in some verses mm-hmm. it's just such a sweet little song and i really like the line love is a dress you made long to hide your knees yes i don't know it just again there's that, something about it something yeah. about it that just like totally like takes me there and again it could just be like not like oh these words sound pretty together but it also like makes kind of this image that you totally relate to Mm -hmm. um so yeah i think that's probably my favorite oh shit this is also from pagan angel in a borrowed car (laughs) and i think it's the first lyric but it's 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 uh love is a promise made of smoke and a frozen copse of trees yes i think that's actually your uh facebook profile like it is uh, it is my Facebook. if you ever uh, look up uh terminal rally on facebook (laughs) (laughs) that changed all of my settings to private recently but you know yeah and oh i also love the extended metaphor of bird stealing bread Yes. Mm-hmm. I Because the first time that you really pay attention to that and the first time it's about a photo of mm-hmm. a bird stealing bread that, you know, they brought with them on a picnic. Mm-hmm. And then when the second verse comes around, it's about, does the guy you're with now fulfill you? Mm-hmm. Or does it feel more like a bird stealing bread? Like, I don't know. It just... It gets you. Yeah, yeah it gets me. Yeah. Um, I also, I really like Resurrection Fern. Yeah, that's one that I all have always really loved, and, yeah. but it bothers me that I'm like, what the fuck is this about? Right, and so what I was going to say is that's one of the ones where it's the sounds, I, and I was just thinking of where the, both our tender bellies wound with bailing water. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't love that image. No, but and he repeats it. so pretty. Like, yeah, it just right. The, sounds the sounds so good. of the words yeah. are beautiful. Yeah, yes. and I, and that's the, uh, that song for him. Yeah, I don't. But then he made it the fucking chorus too. Right, so you keep yeah. hearing it over and over. Right. And yeah. What is this? This is definitely the most. You're like, I don't know what this is about, but man, I'm about it. <laughs> like, I'm about whatever it's I'm about. I'm about man. whatever you are talking right. about. Right. So like, you're more like a pair of underwater pearls than an oak tree and its resurrection fern. Yeah. Cool. Oh. Okay. Okay. Cool, man. I didn't realize that that was something oak trees and their ferns were striving towards. But... <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> but, but now I, do, I get it. My, microbiologist Sam Beam. <laughs> so, microbiologist? <laughs> um, That's the thing. Oh, so we were talking earlier about the lyric, the little bit about Big Bird Hand. Yeah. And oh, the yeah. The and those, um, which are escaping me but like every lyric in that song just feels like a story yeah you know and, just... and the little wah guitar mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh cool well guys listen uh i think we've given a sam beam his due his justice yes. uh i yeah, think I'd, he would I'd say so i think he would totally agree with our ranking i think that is goes without saying <laughs> uh hey, sam beam please remember the chartographers at gmail.com if you want to disagree if you ever wanted to yeah oh my god i would die <laughs> I would die even if he told us that he hated us and he hoped that we deleted our podcast. I would just (laughs) Just be like, oh my god, oh my god, Sam Bean, listen to it. Let me stroke your beard. Alternatively, if you want to send us um, a video of you eating soup, so we can. (laughs) 
to prove about to that. prove definitively how good you are at it. Or you know, if you want to work on uh, a dance show to kiss each other clean, just you know, hit yeah, me up. Hit me up, or write songs about us too. That'd be great. You know, I think that I think I think each of us in our this brief time that you, the listener, spent with us, we have a clear set of personalities here to work with. You yeah. can write songs. Oh wow, look at this new fucking like Rarities Archive series volume four. Fuck off, chartographers. Well, listen, I'll listen to it. It sounds like a great song anyway. Oh, 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 oh. And you're done. Speaking right. of being done, uh, thank you guys for listening so much. Deedles, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Happy birthday. Thank you. Happy a wonderful birthday, birthday present. Yeah, exactly. To spend time with us and talk about Iron and Wine for, you know, almost two hours. That's pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And listeners, thank you for spending time with us, too. This is our 51st episode, and you were part of it, and I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, do us a favor. Uh, like us on the Facebook and rank us on the iTunes and find us on the Stitcher and the Beba Deba Da. Uh, have a great time. Uh, and in the meantime, keep on listening. You know that will be. Have a good one. You guys are on Stitcher? Yeah. Oh, awesome. We're on, like, a lot of things. Yeah. There's a more... He says those three every time, but there's... There's, like, a lot. I've like, never heard that you were on Stitcher before. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Well, then you haven't been listening to season two. I'm not sure if you should be on the new Chartographer's track. <laughs> oh. 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 SoundCloud app. Uh, in the meantime, you just like do that when you're like listen to us on blah blah blah. I don't right. I mean, that's, that's basically how you know it's okay. To listen, turn it listen to us on Audio Dingle. Listen to us on yeah. SoundBlob. Listen to us on all the places. Did you check out my blag? I saw that on your Wob site yesterday. <laughs> Find us on Speaker Hound. cut us off the screen for a long time. Find us on Speaker Hound. Check us out on Last FM. That's <laughs> uh, funny because that one never happened. Uh, hype machine. Okay, let's. Uh, we're done. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Bye.